Welcome everybody to No BS with Brian and Susan. <laughs> and Susan, <laughs> it is Sunday morning. It is the middle of August and it is still hot in Texas, but we are loving it because it's the end of summer. There's movies, there's TV, there's reality television that we want to talk with you about. It's just so great to be with Susan on this podcast because we have a lot of fun. Yeah, 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 we do, we do. I'm excited to talk uh, bachelorettes, <laughs> plural, and um, and our main topic, which is about doctors relating to our blind watch. So, doctors um, and nurses. I have all the questions about this. Um, yeah, and then we have our our blind watch, the good doctor question mark. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that. We'll get into that, but that was definitely like, I wouldn't call it necessarily a hidden gem, but it was like a hidden, I didn't know anything about it. I feel like that was like, when did that, what a, what a random movie that existed that had everybody and I knew yeah. about it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about that one too in that, in that main topic. But, you know, first, you know, we like to kick things off with the old bachelorettes, the old, the old tv show that we love to hate and hate to love you wow. know because it's just so it's just oh man it's what are the producers doing to these women god yeah. susan yeah. please enlighten us yes yeah, so if you follow me on twitter you can see almost every episode now i have been venting <laughs> like venting like why like like there's like please producers please don't ever do two leads again because this has been though it's super entertaining the drama it is hard to watch sometimes mostly because Rachel is spiraling and I'm starting <laughs> to feel so bad for her this is the third episode of the row where she's just like I want to quit I want to quit I'm failing as a bachelorette and, you know just like laying on the couch crying and I just I feel for her I feel for her um so i mean before we get in before we get into that let's i wanted to start with first how do you think the two bachelorettes are doing and i'm curious brian are you still if you were in there you're picking rachel to date so to answer your first question how are the bachelorettes doing gabby and rachel i think they're you know navigating this mess this is this mess you know, as, show. Show. yeah, as well as they can, you know, Gabby, it seems to be, I mean, they both seem to be spiraling because at least in the promos and the sizzles and whatnot. Well, I'm not, don't say the promos. We're talking right now. At okay. Stage. Yeah. So right. Yeah. Right now. So it seems like they're both spiraling in a, in different ways. Gabby kind of holds it together more than Rachel, which means probably Rachel, you know, is you know, quicker to show her emotions and Gabby's a little, you know, has her shields up, but Rachel, you know, I think they're both handling it well enough. Rachel is, you know, crying because nobody wants her. And then Gabby keeps on saying, I'm too broken to be loved, you know, constantly. And like, oh, come on, everybody's here to date you, but the producers got you, you know, vying for the same guys and let allowing the men to 
choose midway through who they want. And, you know, it's it's kind of horrible, you know, when you see Gabby having more men and Rachel not having enough guys and even people leaving in between. So for all of that going on, I still think they're having a good time, you know, traveling and meeting and trying to fall in love because it does seem like there are two or three guys per uh, per bachelorette that are really, really into them, um, respectively. So I think they just have to focus on that in that element. Yeah. But I think they're doing well. And yes, to answer your question, still team Rachel. I don't don't I don't like saying a team, but I mean, you can that's who you'd pick today. I'm, I'm really surprised. I feel like you're just doing that to go against the grain, like because. No, I, I, I like Gabby, too. I just I, I just think if you were on that show every like Gabby's personality based on like the other girls that you said that you like throughout the season is totally your type. I feel like what is it about Rachel that you would that would draw you to her? I think Rachel, I think. I don't know. I, uh, I, I just like where Rachel's coming from more. I think like she's just so like, she's so polished, which isn't a bad thing, but I think your personality, you like that goofy. Like, I feel like Gabby's goofy fun side. Yeah. But well I also, death, but I think Rachel's goofy had. too. Uh, I don't know. There's something, there's a softer side to Rachel that I like. Um, oh, no, Uh-oh. hated too rough around the edges. Gabby? No, I don't know. Gabby, I don't know. I just I think I'm more into Rachel. Um, I I like her better. There's just something about her that I like more than Gabby. So I I would absolutely uh be on Rachel side, not on Rachel, but on Rachel's side. Team Rachel. Like you know, you say you don't like that team, but you asked me the question. I had to side with Rachel still because I don't know. There's something more genuine and she I, I i'm getting the feeling that gabby is making it more about herself than anything and i like rachel better because of it i don't know that's what i'm getting yeah i know you're making these faces at me i don't know how gabby is making it about herself i, I feel like if we're gonna i mean i think they're both making it like it's their journey i mean if you're gonna say that rachel's definitely making it about herself i mean she she gets upset anytime someone like uh, gets her upset well, 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 she, like, won't well she gets upset because day. guys are just like leaving her constantly and just like you know just leaving her in the wind and gabby is just like i'm too broken i'm i'm she I've, said the I've, broken thing one time. No, she like, she said it more than once. I've noticed. Right. And I'm like, oh my god, people are here for you. Get over it. And you know, I can get I <laughs> get over it. I was like, yes, people are here okay. for you too. Yes, I, this is <laughs> we're not gonna because this is like I feel like I just feel like you're so dead set on Rachel. You're not gonna like see like fairly because if you're. I mean, anybody you ask, it's like, that's more, you're, I feel like you're describing Rachel. She's literally like, that's the thing with the two leads that I will say, and we'll take it to that, to my answer on this. But I think I like them both. I really have liked Rachel a lot more watching this. However, it's showing her insecurities a lot more by, she is comparing herself to Gabby so much. And I think ever since she got rejected with the three roses, and I'm not faulting her on this because I don't, I couldn't, I would be broken too. I'd be so crushed. Uh, she has nonstop compared herself to Rachel, like I mean, to, to Gabby. 
Like she just, she's seeing the guys like, she's like, they, they like her more. I'm failing as a bachelorette. I just want, what am I here? And she's like losing sight of like, I mean, Rachel has like a really solid top four. I already know who her top four is going to be. It's so obvious. Like she's got such an obvious top four that love her. And like Gabby, what I really respect about her is I still, I, I still can't get over that episode where Hayden was a jerk and Jacob was a jerk to her. She went and she broke down privately. She went and broke down privately and then she decided not to give a group date rose. And then she didn't even want to address it. She was like, like Rachel asked if you want me to address it. She's like, no, no, I'm not here to teach dudes how to act. And she looked at that moment. That's what started. That's what ignited the splitting thing. And she's just looked at it through a thing of like, you know, there are other guys here that are here for me. I'm not going to waste my time getting upset over dudes that they're not the right guy for me. And it's such a mature, like way to look at things. And I mean, they both have their insecurities. Don't get me wrong. They're both like, obviously, and they both are fair for it. Gabby, what Gabby went through with her mom. I mean, I can't even fathom how I would react. I'm insecure about things that I, I have loving parents. You know what I mean? Like that's, and then um, Rachel just breaks down a lot easier and, um, and it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. I think there's something endearing about both of them. We should see both sides of these, these women that we, like everyone can relate to it. But I just, I admire the way Gabby like pulls herself together and like that therapy, also the therapy. Like I just, you can tell she goes to therapy. She's very She's very wise. Like, I think when she's so well-spoken, I really love the way she speaks. And I, I don't know. I just really, really love, like, I personally, I think it should have just been Gabby and Rachel should have gone to paradise. And I think Rachel would have thrived in paradise. She would have been a hot commodity. And I don't think she would have been this, this paranoid because honestly, like I still get that whole thing where Rachel was sitting next to Gabby on Gabby's group date. And the guys weren't looking at her and she went and she talked to them and she got very upset at them about that. I thought was insane. Like, I was like, what? That was like Gabby's group date. How are they supposed to know they can go up to you? You're on a throne with Gabby. Like, where would they think that they can do that? And, and Brian, I know, I know when Claire did that, that one season, you gave Claire so much shit for that. So I'm really surprised that that didn't bother you. I, you know, both of them, like I said, both of them are kind of navigating the best they could, and they all both have faults. I still am going to say Team Rachel for now. <laughs> I think and I'll well, say that till the end. I, I know just, you're going to say it because you're going to be stubborn about this and you're not going to change your mind. And I like I like Gabby. I just don't think, you know, if I was in that situation, I would I would choose I would be, you know, putting all my my uh love into Rachel not Gabby so I I don't know and that's fine but I'm saying like you're but just that specific incident because you gave you were so annoyed with Claire when she like got upset at the guys for not making an effort with her that one season right and you don't think that specific incident Rachel overreacted a little bit 
No, I think that I think they all do. I th- I think I feel like that hap- that happens almost every season. There's like a segment where like the guys aren't paying attention to me because they're all like having fun with themselves. Nobody came up to me the whole time and I'm mad. And that happened to be with Rachel so far. I'm curious if we'll see that with Gabby at all. Well, um, no, I think Gabby did have that, but she didn't say anything. Gabby went to the house and uh-huh. the guys were just like growing out. And she was like, all right. And she was like, they're not really making an effort, but she didn't want to address it. She didn't right. think she was just like, all right, we'll just keep moving forward because she's like, that's the thing with Gabby. She, she picks and chooses. Like, she's like, we'll see what's like worth it. Like, which I admire. And even uh, last season before this with Michelle, it happened on Michelle's date, the group, the sleepover date. However, the way Michelle handled it, I had a, that was a really great way. She didn't get mad at the guy. She actually spoke like, I'm not upset with you guys. I'm just letting you know that I did feel unseen today. Um, And it's, but it's like, you know, it's, this is coming from a place with me. Like she kind of like, was like, you know, I know it speaks more on like my own, like insecurities or something like that, but just letting you know how I feel. And it wasn't like from a place of accusing them of anything, which I kind of respected because I, she put herself more in their shoes and I was just a little surprised. And it surprised me so much when Rachel said that she felt more wanted by Clayton than all these guys. And that's after her date with Tino. Right. I'm like, what? Yeah. How are you? How can you say that you hated Clayton? You literally sat there on the couch and accused Clayton of sleeping, like, like saying he loved you just to sleep with you, which I still don't like that she said that to him, but. Yeah, that's uh there's there's some there's some things that are happening between the two with their respective guys that is very weird to me. But yeah, I think it, it seemed like in the tell all from last season that Rachel was genuinely shocked to be named as co-bachelorette. And so she was like, Oh, okay, I guess we're gonna do this and and then what's transpired over the last several episodes of basically Rachel uh, kind of being second totem to Gabby. I just think it's taken a toll and on national television and she's emotional. And it just seems like, you know, producers know this and oh, it's good for TV. And I and I feel bad for it. But uh, yeah, it's um, I do feel bad for her. I think that I think you just said it. Producers, they I think. They attempted it with Gabby and they don't get the same reaction they want out of Gabby that they do with Rachel. And now they've officially like these last three episodes, they they know what they want to do with. They know how to manipulate situations for to get the reaction out of Rachel that they want. Right. Are they gaslighting Rachel, the producers? I don't know if it's not <laughs> gaslighting, they're manipulating. they're manipulating. I mean, I think you see it like I mean, so to answer. So obviously, I think it's clear. You think you're with me. We don't like the two leads thing. Right. No, Stop. no, I do not like that. I mean, it's, leads, it's you know, maybe it would be good at some point, but I mean, this it seemed it was the first time, and they don't they're trying maybe they'll learn from this and like how to do it. But as it is, like this prototype version of it, oh man, it's horrible on these two no. people, like it's really bad, and I like don't want to see it again. No, I don't unless there's it. like strict rules and guidelines that would protect the two leads. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's I, pretty awful. Yeah, no, it's terrible, and it's interesting because like Paradise works so well, and it's really enjoyable to watch Paradise. However, I don't know what it is. That format just works. 
but when it's just too, it doesn't feel as, it doesn't feel like a competition on paradise. I guess that's why it doesn't feel like just when you've just got two leads battling against each other, almost feels like it, like, like it, you can't help but compare when you're just against one other person. However, when it's just a group like that setting, the formula they have in paradise just is way more, it works for multiple relationships. However, with, when you do bachelor and bachelorette, it's gotta be one lead. And they also said that we were going to get to know the guys better this way. That has not been the case. If anything, right. I've known the guys less because it's either more the women upset or focusing on just the drama. And it's not, I, I, I don't feel like I'm getting to know the guys I want to know. Um, which because also the villains, which that leads me into the villain stuff. I mean, I, can we agree? Jacob Hayden jerks. Jacob hated jerks. What's that mean? No, no. Jacob and Hayden are jerks. Oh, um, Jacob and Hayden. Yeah. So Hayden, I actually thought I would like Hayden, but Jesus, that guy really is just delusion, Crazy. delusions of grandeur <laughs> and insane. And Jacob, I actually thought I liked Jacob, but uh, not so sure anymore. Like he's uh, not really wonderful. But well, I he, think, yeah, he left. He left. Yeah. So you know which one Jacob was, right? He's the one. What he, he was said like to the, the Thor type of guy that. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. What he said to Gabby really pissed me off. Like telling what her, like, if you're the you're the only girl here, I would basically leave. Like, you're just a little too silly. And he's like, but you're, oh, but yeah. you're smoking hot. Yeah. Like, that is so rude to say to a woman. Like, don't tell me I'm hot, but that basically all my other qualities suck right which is really weird because like coming from him <laughs> yeah really like that's weird. like you like what are you talking about which um both gabby and rachel have said that neither hayden nor jacob have like apologized to them they have just posted on social media which they don't take as a real genuine apology oh no hayden's never gonna apologize you know yeah that's just we'll see if he's even on the mental all because he's he's the one who's mostly under fire dude took his dying dog's favorite toy how are we not like upset over that he that he terrible. did that to get uh strictly to get sympathy and you know that is it is crazy but like how he acted i was like oh man you don't deserve that dog you know i know poor dog i feel bad for his dog right uh, rambo <laughs> rambo oh my god uh yeah i actually thought i was gonna like hayden but man he turned out to be the worst one so yeah, far he's the worst one so far which brings me to my next guy that's getting into villain territory but i don't know that that one's a tosser i'm curious after this episode where do you stand with logan is he a villain do you empathize with him do what what do you think about logan's situation um logan's situation um you know, you want to like Logan, but there's something, you know, inside me that tells me he's playing the system and doing, you know, he's not playing fairly. And I don't think he's actually, it doesn't seem like he's actually in love with any of them. He just wants to go the distance and become famous, more famous than he is right now. So I don't think it's genuine with him because you should know, you know, you know, within those first, at least the first week, you know, yeah. so with him lasting this long, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and so I can see him being the next big villain for sure. Yeah. 
I so I wanted to have empathy for him at first because before the last episode, I was thinking, okay, like he just genuinely he was he was like in the middle with both of them, and then he was leaning towards Rachel. Rachel picked him, and he was all for Rachel, and you know, kind of got stuck with her in a way, like like not like stuck, but like I don't know. I thought his mindset was a little different. And also I thought it was, I got more mad at the producers because this just, this also shows the producers being, not being there for the women because the minute that Logan went to Jesse and told him he was feeling things for Gabby, that's when they should have stepped in and said, you got to talk to Rachel. Instead, they proceeded to let him continue that week, do a rose ceremony, accept Rachel's rose. I'm like, y'all are shady. Y'all are so messed up to do that to Rachel. Like, oh yeah, they, like that oh, made for the the moment, you know, in the show yeah. to like question that, and it's it is weird. I mean, yes, like he did go to each bachelorette and you know say his piece, and I think he was he said his piece well, well you know, but 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 he said it like. I mean, I know he didn't have time after that rose ceremony, but I just, or before the rose ceremony, but I just think it's, instead of going to Jesse or, well, cause they didn't help him with the show. He might, he probably should have just gone straight to Rachel instead of going to Jesse about his doubts and then proceeded to accept a rose from Rachel, because I agree with her. It's really rude to keep accepting roses from Rachel and then yeah, you know, be feeling it with Gabby. Uh, I mean, I'm glad he eventually went to Rachel and obviously Gabby did the right girl code thing. She talked to Rachel first. Rachel said it's okay, whatever. Um, I don't think Gabby's, I don't even think Logan's top four for Gabby. I was shocked that she picked Logan, but you know. I wasn't that shocked because the other two guys she sent home, she wasn't even kissing. Yeah. So I kind of get it because you're like, well, those two look like they they were more joking and friendly with her and she was actually like Logan was being more romantic. So I can get that. I would say after this week, I think she has like, there's really no reason for Logan to stay after this week. Like I would hope that. Well, that's what I was thinking. If he was going to get like a, a, uh, you know, one-on-one just because usually if they do the one-on-ones, like after a big move like that, it's to see like, you know, to send you home if, yeah, yeah, if, unless there's a big connection. So. And I I, wouldn't blame that if she did that just because of that, that I've seen that before exactly where they said like, well, I want to go ahead and find out now if there's a connection or send them home. Right. Um, Right. I just, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think, but for me, Logan, when he admitted to Rachel that he was having feelings for Gabby, like pretty much still at that group date, like, Mm -hmm. I was like, then dude, then you played her. Like you should have told yep. her the minute the minute you knew you were still having feelings for Gabby, she should have known. Like yeah. So it's pretty uh, crazy. Yeah. Well, to round it out, uh, I mean, they're down to six guys each. Uh-huh. Who are your favorite guys for each girl? Because I'm assuming you still want to see both of them happy. Uh top guys for each girl right now. So um i actually so far like um ethan oh <laughs> well he's not gonna last but okay uh, unfortunately probably not um <laughs> i also like nate right now oh you haven't heard the 
even heard the rumors. Oh, I didn't hear the no, I did not hear the rumors. Um, Tell me, tell me about, tell me about Nate. Uh, There are rumors it'll be addressed at the men's hell all, and I don't know because there's rumors too that they are wanting Nate to possibly be the next bachelor, but I don't know if they're going to move forward with it because he um, he was playing. Uh, some women he was dating multiple or well two women at the same time and cheated on them which that and then there was also like he was hiding his daughter from a woman he dated for like I don't know how long it was almost a year um so there was just some it's not like oh there's some shady things that were coming out uh I don't know the whole story and I can't fairly judge him yet I I do like Nate from what we've seen I do I don't know what he's going to say, his only quote so far, since before the tell-all, he, he, he said there's two sides to each story. That's what he said. I'm okay. Sorry. But there is some women coming forward that he, like, played them. kind of. Okay. Thing. Interesting. But we'll see. We'll see with that. Um, I mean, those are the ones that stick out to me right now. I those mean, yeah, I guess so right now. What about yours? Interesting. So I would say day one, was was Tino for Rachel for me because I would have given him my first impression rose as well for her and they seem to have that romantic and like deep connection I would say like he seems really into her I I hope it's genuine and it's not wanting fame but yeah uh, she really like body language wise oh my god she wants him so um yeah it's like Clayton all over again with her like hands just like <laughs> pulling him in um but yeah I would say Tino would be my choice for her um even though I do like Zach and Avon and stuff but definitely would if I'm picking one Tino and then easily for Gabby for me and unless something I'm always nervous because stuff because I did like Nate he wasn't my choice he wasn't my number one but uh Jason Ever since Gabby had her date with Jason, I mm-hmm. love him with her. Like, I, they bonded on therapy. I always kind of like a little bit more of a reserved guy just because I, I like that he's not over there trying to seek attention mm-hmm. and be like Mr. Popular. Like, he seems... J- and for me, the biggest impressive thing about Jason, and that's this is when I noticed him, was episode two, the group date, Rachel was into him. She pulled him aside and he respectfully was so nice to her. And he just let her know right off the bat. Hey, just like, no, I'm here for Gabby, but I think you're awesome and stuff. And yeah. she's like, that's totally okay. And I really respected how quickly he knew he was there for Gabby. I like that too. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Yeah. So what's, so we have this episode coming up and then hometowns. Uh, I don't know because this is different. So they're down to six. So unless they're doing, I'm not sure if at this point, because the show, it's like still early. So I'm not sure if they're going to do the thing where one, they're going to, at this point, they're going to take one guy at a time, like off. So if that's the case, they would do, it'd be two episodes before hometown. Unless, okay. but I, have, I don't know this formula. This, this could be, you're right. It could be hometowns after, but then it's like, it's going to fly by. It's only been five episodes. And usually there's, usually there's like, 12 or something so they kind of need to drag it out a little bit unless they're shortening it they could be shortening it yeah i'm not sure because it doesn't that's when paradise starts soon too 
The Action in Paradise starts September 22nd. It's 27th. Sorry, 27th. Okay. So, okay. so that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six episodes at okay. least. Unless they do a week off. They could always do a week off too. Um, but I mean, if they're going, I would think they're going to try to at least put one more episode before Hometown. So Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's... I'm curious too how that's gonna work because I feel like they're dropping like flies since I mean in hindsight there's really twelve guys but there's only six for each girl so yeah interesting 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 crazy but crazy so you you like just out of curiosity you said you like um, Ethan the best is that who you think she's gonna pick I mean. I don't think so, but I like him the best so far. Like, I like him. It would be nice to see him go all the way, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Okay. All right. That's fine. I <laughs> do, mean, do I not... throw you through a loop on this all the time? <laughs> I I think, I guess I just know how the show, like, edits and how well, like, like it's really easy for me to tell who's going to be, like, top four a lot of times just based on the edit and the way they show the connections. And Ethan mm-hmm. is such... He looks like a great guy and I hope Ethan goes to paradise or something because I would love to get to know him more. And I also actually think like Asians are underrepresented on the, on the franchise. So I'd love to know, I'd love to, I wanted Dr. Joe like to be that so badly. I wanted him to be bachelor. Uh, But you know, I I just don't see, I see Ethan as like the next one to get chopped off to be honest, but I mean, I like him. Yeah. Yeah, I like him too. I do. I, I just, do I, I guess it's so clear. Usually when you ask somebody this question, they're like, Tino, Tyler, Avon, Zach. So, I mean, that's clearly her top four, but. We'll see. It might There might be a little wild card in there. We don't know. I guess, I guess it could always happen. I mean, I'm not 100%. It's just, that's the way it looks at it. Her top four to me is clearer than Gabby's top four. Gabby yeah. is a clear top two. To yeah. Me yeah but yes that's our bachelor talk uh bachelorette so we'll see how it moves forward bachelorettes rachel gabby let's never do two again yes let's never do two well let's say never say never but let's just if you're gonna do it again please fix it (laughs) this was not the way to go about it (laughs) correct correct so, all right, all right, Bachelorette talk. Be sure, you know, we always talk about Bachelorette. So if you're watching with us, if you're not watching with us, we we do enjoy watching the show and talking about it. But to our main event of the episode, Susan's Blind Watch was called The Good Doctor. And so we want to talk with you and reminisce about the best characters in television, in movies that play doctors and also the worst ones. <laughs> oh, I didn't know we were doing worst ones. Ooh, let's do worst ones too. I, I'm not going to know off the bat. So <laughs> name some of them. I just have uh, from film and television, the best ones or favorites. Oh, okay. It's all good. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, anyways, well, do you want to start with, I mean, if you want, you can say your worst, your worst ones. Um, worst ones. Let's see here. Worst ones. I believe the worst ones. So 
<laughs> worst ones. Okay, so worst ones: nurses and and doctors and television and movies. And so I had to ask this question: Are you specifically talking about like medical doc, like medical and the fact like like you go to get a checkup at the doctor and you know they check your heartbeat or a surgeon or something like that, or can it be like? No, I think it can be any kind of doctor. It could be a dentist. It could be a dermat. I have a dermatologist on here. Things like that. Just like a doctor in the show or film. So like not you know even like a doctor, like like mentally. Yeah, I'll okay. take that. I didn't think about that. I might okay. have had, but sure, that counts because they're a doctor. All right, all right. Worst doctors for me, um, Dr. Nick Riviera. That was um, the only one I could think of. That was the only <laughs> one when you said it, he was the first one at the top of my head, so I concur. Okay, good. You know, not Dr. Nick Riviera, if you don't remember uh, The Simpsons, you know, yeah. hello, everybody. Hi, you everybody. Know. I can't do it. You did it better than me. <laughs> Hi, everybody. You know, he yeah. just, he, he has no business being a doctor. Um, <laughs> Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Um, uh-huh. I mean, an amazing doctor. An exquisite chef, but he might yeah. literally kill you and eat you. Yeah. Um, Dr. Moreau. Oh, my God. From the island of Dr. Moreau, who will mix uh, species, animals and humans, and try to make you into a human-animal species. Horrible doctor. Oh, is that human centipede? No, no. That is oh. Dr. He is definitely not the worst doctor. Who doesn't want to be part of a human centipede? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Careful what you wish for. That's going to happen to you one day and you're going to be on the shit end. I just want, I mean, will it be great to be in the middle of it? Because you get the best of both worlds. That's so gross, Brian. It is not great to be a part of it. It's a good visual image. (laughs) No, No, that's Dr. Um, Oh, hell. I think his real name is Dieter Laser. Dieter Laser was his real name, and that actor passed away a year or two ago, unfortunately. But he did. He did. Oh, he was really nice. I interviewed him on the red carpet. He was my. One of that was my first red carpet ever at Frightmare, and uh, he was he was definitely in character. <laughs> yeah, no, he he was a super nice guy, but yeah, he's uh, he's you know, when he pulls that character, he's pretty intimidating. Yeah, uh, he is a lot, but yeah, he unfortunately passed away. Um, but yeah, Dr. Moreau, um, if you the, it's a you know, it's an old movie, and they actually made it a remake in the 90s with Marlon Brando as Dr. Moreau and Val Kilmer in the movie. Um, and they, the movie wasn't good, but there was a documentary about the movie that's like, because it was an insane movie to make, and that's even, that's the better thing to watch. But yeah, Dr. Moreau. I would also say Dr. Frankenstein mm-hmm. um, is a pretty terrible doctor doing what he did. Um, and of course, the old early '90s horror movie Doctor Giggles, <laughs> the oh, surgeon that killed you. <laughs> yeah, I did watch that movie. Mm-hmm. So those would be the worst doctors, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll agree with you because I can't think of anything besides Doctor Riviera. I know okay. there's maybe the doctor we just saw in the Good Doctor. Orlando Bloom's character. <laughs> right. Well, what about it. that movie Pathology? Weren't they all doctors of some sort? Yeah, that all of them would count. There's also in in line with the good doctor, there's this lifetime series 
um like like it's a movie it's a movie but he had like there was three movies of it and it was called like i forgot what what it was called but it was a creepy older doctor like like the one thing that works with like orlando bloom's character in his movie is he's younger and fresh we're talking like an old like gray-haired richard gear looking kind of doctor that uh gets obsessed with his like teen teen um like patients and legit like wants to have sex with them like fantasizes sex and stuff so it's way more creepy it, and gross it, it, and so you're right i forgot yeah. his name but he was terrible too. he was terrible <laughs> and can i can i can i name the worst one out of everybody sure. the number one worst one bad doctor well who is it nurse ratchet from uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. She's probably one of the worst villains in cinema. Mm. Oh my god, she's so awful. Um, she is. Ooh, she's almost like Iago from Othello and Shakespeare. That character, Nurse Ratchet, is just terrible and goes against yeah. everything. But yeah, Nurse Ratchet, um, awful villain right there. Awful nurse. Yeah. Worst one. Um. So, all right, into the best ones? Yes, let's go into our uh, best ones. So, are we, uh, so I have, we'll shoot, I'll do movies first, just best, because I have TV is separate for me. Okay, okay. Unless you just want to do all of them, blend them, they all blur together, you want to list it all. No, let's, let's do, let's, let's start out with one, one of them. Movies, okay, so mm -hmm. the movies, the best doctors, uh, and I want to say, as I was looking, trying to find, think of doctors, there is way more, and just kind of shows you with women in film and stuff, but there's way more male doctors represented in television film than there is women. There's a little bit more now, but just like, when I was doing my research, I was like, my God, there's barely any like prominent like women doctors in film. Um but so uh, I got Eddie Murphy, Dr. Doolittle. I have that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. He talks to animals. How cool was that? The thing was awesome to me. Um, Robin Williams and Patch Adams. <laughs> and I want to say I have that too. There are so many movies where Robin Williams plays a doctor. There's like, yeah. there's like at least 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. This one was my favorite. Um Bruce Willis as uh, Ernest Melville and Death Becomes Her because what like amazing, <laughs> yes. amazing thing that he figured out. <laughs> to, like, I really, love like, that you mentioned him because he, I mean, I love Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, but damn it if that's not Bruce Willis's best role in that movie. He's so I good in that. I love that movie. That was like, when I was a kid, that was like one of my favorite movies. I would just watch it. Like, it would be on TV. I'd be like, yes. Um, Dr. Stephen Strange. Dr. Yeah, Strange. Doctor Strange. I have that on mine too. Mm -hmm. Whoopi Goldberg was she a nurse? She was a nurse in Girl Interrupted, right? Or was she technically a doctor? That oh, one, one of them. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah one of them. she was. Girl, she was yeah. good. Um, Sandra Bullock in Gravity, she's a doctor. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she did. Hell yeah, I like that movie the, a lot. The three doctors from the Ghostbuster films. The, the they're Doctor Venkman. <laughs> it's well, doctor yeah the three of the ghostbusters are doctors yes yes well. yeah like dan Aykroyd, bill murray and um dr spangler that's the that's his name of the character the character's name yes egon okay. egon spangler egon egon yeah 
um, Reese Witherspoon in Just Like Heaven. Okay. She's like a workaholic doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Patrick Stewart is Professor X in X-Men. Oh, yes. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. I like that. movie doctors. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some of those same ones. I will add to that uh, Doc Hollywood, Michael J. Fox. Um, I will add um, also Dr. Indiana Jones. Yeah, I thought about him too, yeah. I will also add uh, both Dr. Robin Williams in the movie Nine Months with Julianne Moore and Hugh Grant. Yeah, that was (laughs) such a, yeah, that was a great movie. That was a great movie. And Robin Williams was hilarious in that movie because he was kind of his first time be delivering in labor and delivering. It was so funny. Um, Yeah. Also, Dr. Robin Williams in um, uh, Good Will Hunting, that he was an amazing doctor. He's a doctor in that movie? He's yeah. No, he's not. He's a, oh, he, a, do- a professor, a doctorate, you know. Okay. And therapist, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, my, my, my number one, as would come no surprise to Susan, Dr. William Hartford, Eyes Wide Shut, Tom Cruise. I I saw I was like he's definitely gonna put him on there yeah not not surprising yeah good 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 choices um all right well then here I'll do my television picks uh I felt like there was more TV doctors for me that I like stood out more I only had four of them well I narrowed it down but um so I know I know I've mentioned Everwood before but both Two of the big doctors in Everwood, Dr. Andy Brown and Dr. Abbott. Did you ever watch mm-hmm. Everwood? I like, I think the fourth season, I think. Oh, I mean, it's not terrible, but like the first two are so much better. Yeah. Um, and then like, I literally put the five big doctors in Scrubs, Dr. Cox, JD, Turk, and then and Elliot, and then Carla as a nurse. Like, Would you put Dr. Kelso in there as a good doctor as no, well? no. No, you wouldn't. I think Dr. Cox is my favorite. I had to pick one. Dr. Cox is my favorite. And then um, Carla might be the best of the, like in her profession. She's a really good nurse in the show. (laughs) What about Hooch? Hooch. That Hooch. Hooch is going to go crazy. (laughs) No. Uh, no, definitely. Actually, if I was going to say probably one of the worst doctors is the one, what's his name? The pervy one? He's terrible. Oh, the Todd? Todd. Oh. The Todd's a great doctor, though. He's just an idiot. <laughs> He's a perv, Brian. He'd be canceled right now. He's perv like, five. Yeah, he like he does some really. We rewatched it recently, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's not even funny because it's like it's gross." Like I would not him want him like performing on me because he literally says like disgusting things. Well, he's basically Beavis and Butthead incarnate, which is hilarious. I don't know if it holds up as hilarious these days. Oh no, it was it was. I mean, yeah, that stuff wouldn't fly. He's you know he's the person that goes to but like they make fun of him though like constantly whenever he says something they always yeah. tell him no, no you're they, wrong they, yeah. they don't they they know they the show acknowledges it's wrong but it's like oh like he's the like, todd <laughs> the others are all great i i mean they're all you know yeah. enjoyable in their own way and stuff and then um uh 
there you could pick like there's a plethora in ER but for me as a kid when I had a crush on ER it was definitely Noah Wiley as Dr. Carter uh did you ever watch any of ER I did I love your season I can't believe you didn't say George Clooney nah he was not my type I crazy was so you went Noah Wiley style okay oh yeah Noah Wiley is so hot he's still hot um yeah definitely <laughs> definitely Noah Wiley and then um, Mindy Lahiri, the Mindy Kaling's character in the Mindy Project. She's a gynecologist, um, but she's great. If you, the Mindy Project is hilarious, but um, yeah, I love seeing her as a doctor. And uh, also her show in Never Have I Ever, the mom, uh, Dr. Vishwa Kumar plays a dermatologist and she's an awesome character. I love her. And of course, Dr. Hibbert from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're Dr. Yep. Dr. Hibbert. That's amazing. But he's the good doctor in that show. He is the good doctor in that show. It is amazing. Uh -huh. um, I would only add Dr. Yang, Sandra Oh from Grey's Anatomy. I never watched it. But yeah, she seemed like she's a good one. And Doogie Howser, MD, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> That's a great one. That's a great one to add. I forgot about him. Yeah, Doogie Howser. Oh, yeah. Good one. <laughs> that would be the ones that you mentioned. But yeah, definitely all from Scrubs for sure. That's a, you know, you know we. So good. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and we, you know what, we didn't mention House or anything, which is interesting because people would be yelling. I didn't watch House. I yeah. didn't watch House, so I don't, I can't like fairly like say that. I, I try to pick things that I actually watch. Like yeah. just like I said, I was just amazed to how little like women doctors are presented in film and television in comparison to men. It's insane. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like big movie, big movies with a lead female doctor, at least a co-starring. And that's kind of hard to think of off the top hard of my head. Hard to think of. Like big time, like the ones that stand out are men. And I mean, I'm hoping that changes soon. But man, like that really, it never hit me until I was doing the research on this. And I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, but I guess leading, you know, going into that, we can go into our blind watch, which was the reason why we did that uh, main main event topic, which was The Good Doctor. The Good Doctor. All right. The Good Doctor uh, was Susan's pick in our blind watch. Um, and it was an interesting movie to pick. This movie came out in 2011. So this was kind of, you know... I mean, and it stars Orlando Bloom, Taraji B. Henson. We'll get into this because Everybody. the cast in this movie is in this fucking movie. It does not make yeah. sense. Wow. And they just show up. And I'm trying to figure out why, um, you know, people came into this uh, movie. It just doesn't make sense because when you watch it, I mean, it's not a great movie. I mean, it's okay. And the story's yeah. okay. But yeah. the amount of talent in this movie, like... It must have been like Orlando Bloom produced it as well and was like, y'all, come <laughs> here. We're friends. Come in here. You know, this is a movie that cost $6 million and it made $5,000 at the box oh, office. Oh, So, yeah. And it's directed by nobody you would recognize. You know, it's only produced by Orlando Bloom. You wouldn't recognize a cinematographer. You wouldn't... It, 
the amount of people in this movie just doesn't make sense. I just don't understand well, a how lot of people were not famous that were in it at the time. I would think. I would. I don't know. I mean, 2011. So that's a. I mean, that's 11 years ago, and let's say 12 years ago to be safe when they were making. J.K. Simmons was not really famous yet. I wouldn't say that. Not as famous as he is now, for sure. But Evan Peters, maybe? I don't know. No. Michael Pena? Not even Michael Pena. I would say they were all low-key. Evan Peters was like a blip. Um, Randall Park was basically an extra. Um, Yeah, Randall Park was basically... Yeah. So Orlando Bloom came off of Lord of the Rings, you know, that ended in 2003, and then he was doing Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. And I'm just I mean, try- Orlando Bloom was the huge one. He was famous. Orlando Bloom was famous. Right, right. I mean, this we're naming all these people, and it's just insane. So the good doctor, it should have a question mark on the title. Yeah, it should. But you know, this is a thriller. You know, it's kind of like a slow burn thriller about a doctor who comes obsessed, you know, with a patient uh to the point of very horrendous results um yeah yeah so why did you pick this movie susan and uh, not 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 saying that in a bad way like what no, drew no, you no, to no. it yeah i picked it because well orlando bloom and the, i saw some of the cast I, I didn't even realize how many more were in there until we watched it and i was like oh it's intriguing and honestly it kind of looked like a lifetime movie on crap which is like one of, one of my favorite kind of films to watch like it I was like oh where is this going he's going to get obsessed with this patient and he's going to keep making her come back so let's see where this goes so i was intrigued by that but um but yeah i mean honestly it was just pure curiosity and the lifetime factor so yeah. and i was like i mean and to its credit, it had good acting. I don't think any of the acting was bad. No, no. You have when you have a cast like that, the the, the acting isn't bad. I think it's how the story was told. Yeah, it, it moves too slow for its own good, um, and I don't think the payoff is particularly great. But no. you know, it does go to very dark places for sure. Um, I yeah, I think that. It's because you're basically the whole time you're watching, you're like, oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? You are engaged and you'll be entertained the whole way through. However, the way it's told, it's kind of like odd a bit. Um, it, yeah, it, it doesn't, the payoff doesn't really work. And I don't know, it's not necessarily a great story. I, I wouldn't call it like, I would not call it good, but it was entertaining. That's what I think I would say. Yeah. Uh, Entertaining is a strong word. Um, I uh, I, I did enjoy elements of it. I did like, you know, just seeing Orlando Bloom's character as this doctor, just slow, like, you know, little bits until he's really crossing the line, really crossing the line. Because at first it's kind of like, oh, he's interested. Oh, he's more or less stalking or doing things that you shouldn't do. And then he's crossing the line and then he's like really like crossing the line into like serial killer territory. And yeah. it's like, Oh my goodness. So I like how that came about, but I think just how it was executed wasn't great. Um, But the, like the acting, I think, I mean, 
when you think of Orlando Bloom, you think, oh my God, you know, hotness and pirates and Lord of the Rings action star. But then you see this and you're just like, man, hell yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said yes to this. Yeah. Um, I just wish it was a better movie, um, you know, in that way. But I think that the most fun I had with this movie was watching it with you and being like, holy shit, he's in this movie. Holy shit. She's in this movie. What yeah. is happening? <laughs> what is going um, on? We were like that guy, this person. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of people that were like, I mean, there's just so many famous people. Like it was nonstop, uh, which was really fun to see like star spot. Um, but I mean, I agree with you. I think that that's, it's, it's not the greatest script it just i feel like they had a strong idea and they floundered at the end there yeah but because there's some decisions that they made where it doesn't make sense like there's an element where you know Orlando bloom's character does kill people and he's trying to cover it up a detective comes over to question him and he tries to like flush cell phones down the toilet and there's just like not cell papers. Phones. <laughs> paper that's what i meant sorry yeah papers like, a bunch of like papers too like many papers papers just down like, a toilet i'm like what's happening why can't you just start a fire you know or just yeah, hide? Like, it doesn't make sense and that so that was really bad because at that point also like the detective would not have a right to search his home he wouldn't have a warrant so literally all or orlando bloom you do was hide the journal and then wait for him to leave and burn it. Like right. that would have been like he. You could easily be like, you have no warrant to search my apartment. Okay, bye. Burn and then move on. So yeah, it, was, it yeah, did make it was, yeah. It, it feel like it didn't know what to do. I'm glad how it ended. Like I yes. liked how they ended it because it leaves it open. But yeah, I like the ending. I think the main thing though that does is is a win for me because I have seen so many movies where the obsession, the obsession kind of movie where somebody, whether it's a doctor or whatever the thing is, it's like a person of power is obsessed with the, you know, uh, the, the other the patient. Um, I did like how they first, they really do a good job of making you like Orlando Bloom at first, at least for me. Like I, I was rooting for him because he's kind of like, he is, this timid new doctor that wants to do the right thing. And he's, he's just not very like popular and he's just trying to fit in. So he's they, very they introverted make, and kind of shy and awkward. Yeah. Like they make you kind of root for him in the beginning. And you almost like, I don't know about you, but there's a little part of it's like, well, I was like doing the math on his patient and being like, could that work? It's been, oh, keep in mind. They're also trying really hard to make him be with the patient's sister. They're really trying yes. hard to set that up. Which was a funny part at the family dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very clear thing, which you're kind of like, well, how much older is this sister compared to the other one? Like maybe because they, you know, because he's not this old creepy doctor that I think right. that's what helps. He's, he's fresh out of whatever med school kind of. Thing. Right. So you're kind of like, maybe, maybe. And it's not until he starts doing like unethical, horrible things that you're like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> so that I like that element because usually this formula is the guy is so well liked. Oh, he's the best doctor. He's so great. Everyone loves him. And then he goes off the rails. So I kind of like that 
that I could, I was kind of torn and I was wanting, I was rooting for him. And, and then I'm like, then I was like, dang it. No, I can't. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Oh no. There's a line where you're just like, Oh my God, we, we, we've crossed, we've crossed over into the horror genre and yeah. uh, we can't root for this guy anymore. Uh, it's an interesting pick, Susan. It's uh, I, you know what? You, you describe it right. It's almost like a lifetime movie on crack in a way. Like you can see this being on a lifetime movie, but oh, I'm surprised worse. it wasn't. I'm yeah. honestly surprised it wasn't on Lifetime. Like it is exactly what Lifetime would eat up. So if we I, ever got the chance we, to talk with any of the people in this movie, can we bring this up? <laughs> bring it up that it should be on Lifetime. No, bring it up that we watched The Good Doctor because clearly oh. five thousand dollars worth of ticket sales did, and nobody else. I guess if they want, I mean, it did, it had an okay score on Rotten Tomatoes, I think, too. Let me look it up. But I'm pretty sure it was like in the 60s or something like that. Like when I based it, on I how like, many people, though. Yeah, that's the, that's the kicker, though. How many people? Right. Uh, it's yeah, you're right. It's 66 percent on Rotten Tomato, but that's only out of 29 reviews. So that's okay. Not, that's not really strong. Okay. And out of. 25,000 plus ratings in the audience score, it's 31%. So <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, the good doctor, air doctor. Yeah. Air doctor. So, would you recommend it? It's on Hulu. Um, would I recommend this? I think it's worth one watch. Yes, worth yeah. one watch. I wouldn't give it a recommended or a highly recommended. I would just say, no. yeah, it's worth a watch. You know, you're if you're looking for a thriller in the medical industry and you have as a crazy cast just to watch it, it's worth one watch. You'll never watch it again. I agree exactly. Like it's it's on Hulu. It's free. If you have nothing else to watch, I think you wouldn't you you'd be like, okay. And then you'll never watch it again. Never watch it again. <laughs> You'd be yeah. like, Orlando Bloom. <laughs> we tried and, you know, it was, you did, you did well, but it didn't make it. <laughs> uh -huh. Where is it on? Where, where can you go down to your nearest? <laughs> go down to your nearest Hulu. <laughs> go down to your nearest Hulu and watch The Good Doctor, question mark. <laughs> it's good yeah. it's good it's good all right that's our blind watch next episode i will pick um hmm, i wonder what i'll pick i'm gonna try to surprise susan this time i don't know what i'm gonna do but it, i try to pick yeah. something different for you because i i went with like though that was the other reason i picked it actually no i did also pick more of a thriller for brian because normally i usually oh, go the uh, rom-com route and i saw that this was like i thought brian would enjoy this more than like uh you know, a rom-com. Better than Geek Charming. <laughs> no, Geek Charming's still better. You liked it. <laughs> I did like Geek Charming. I hate that I liked it, but I did like it. <laughs> do, you, do you actually hate that you like it though? No, I like that I liked Geek Charming. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> I think we've 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 established on this podcast how much of like how much we've liked that movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. All right. So yeah, next time I'm gonna try a surprise Susan with something out of the norm mm -hmm. um, well, i guess let's get into our honorable mentions did you want uh, to start or? oh no you start you go for it uh well i'll just mention two of the things i have on here aren't necessarily like ooh, like 
I put Westworld season four because that's what I'm watching right now. We're almost done. We have two episodes left. Like the finale is it, came is out. it good? Because I feel like it's just been way too long since like the last season came out, and I just don't care anymore. That's where I'm at. Kind of. When when did you watch three? Like season three, two? Yeah, I watched season one, two, and three when they debuted, okay. and then I feel like it's just been so long since season four since that, and I just like mm, no, yeah. I'm not. I am so ready for it to be over. Uh, I cannot, that apparently season five will be its last season. I hope to God that's the case because I think they're really, really trying here. And I think this is not the kind of show that you, to me, works with the long gaps. Like, you know, Stranger Things, it works because the minute it comes back, even if it's been two to three years, those you characters just, are fun and the show is fun. Like the show. Yeah, the show's fun. It doesn't take like, even if you need a recap, it's not that convoluted or heavy. Like, like Westworld, we watched a recap of each season. And first one, I love the first season of Westworld. Great, great. Should have been a mini series. Let's do that in there. Second season, I hated. Third season was okay. And now I'm kind of just like, what is happening? I don't know. I just want this. To, I just want to know how this show is going to end. They're trying so hard. It's extremely convoluted. And it's just like a lot of times we'll be watching it and I'll just turn to Trevor and I'll be like, what? What is it? What is happening? Like, I don't understand. Where are we at right now? Like, it's just. Yeah, it's so, so it's too dense and it's too much it's what too I've much. always gotten. And I was like, you just need to make this show fun. Like, yeah, have fun because it's, oh. it's a crazy premise have fun with it and yeah it's too too serious and they had fun they had fun season one and i think that's what they lost there was so much fun to season one because they enjoyed that world and the idea of it Mm -hmm. and then afterwards they got exactly it's just been so heavy and serious like that that, that's the big thing um but I mean, it's got an audience. I'm not if you're if you're in it and you want to watch it, sure. I don't hate it. I just it's yeah, whatever. But and then the other one that I'm like on the fence, Day Shift. It released on Hulu this weekend. It's uh, did you watch that movie? I did not, but I heard like not a lot of people enjoyed it. They said it was not really that good. It's uh, yeah, it's all right. It's um, it depends how you take it. The acting's good. The acting is really good. And I genuinely really enjoy Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco on screen together. Like I really could watch them just talk all day because I think that their chemistry and their humor really works. Rest of the movie, I don't know. It's it's there. If you like vampire flicks, uh, audiences seem to like it. Um, so it's just, it's on there. Um, and then... Uh, a film that we watched together, Bodies, 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 came out this weekend. And I thought that was a hell of a good time. I really enjoyed Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. You know, thinking about it over the last week or so, I really did, for the most part, enjoy Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I had a good time. And it's the ending that does it for me. That ending is so pitch perfect. And that comes, because it's a really good acting. Um. But it is a fun movie, and I love the satire on millennial and digital yeah. social media culture in it. It's basically watching Twitter in real life unfold <laughs> in a fight, like it really is. And it was, 
it it was really funny and then you know it, that ending is just oh my god it's chef's kiss perfection and i just like oh amazing so yeah i really i did enjoy bodies 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 yeah i i really it, it is so good it's so good and i i love a good like who done it uh, I explained this on uh, to like another podcast, how basically like, it's like my Scooby-Doo fan in me. It, it comes <laughs> back. Cause like as a kid, like that was always my favorite when I, when there was like a, a group of people and someone in that group did it. And you're just like, what, who is it? Who's the, who's the killer? Who's the mystery, whatever. And, um, and I just love that. And, but this is just, the cast is wonderful. I think it's an excellent screenplay and yeah that ending i mean you just i she, like i cannot wait to watch that with trevor and like watch him watch it because it's gonna right. be so much fun like yeah um so excited for that and then finally um so that yeah i'm ending on my 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 strong recommendation for a film is bodies 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 my strong recommendation for a show that came out on friday is on netflix Season three of Never Have I Ever. My God, Mindy Kaling is killing it. This show is so good to me. Like, I love it. I feel like she just gets better and better with this series. Um, They tackle a lot of, like, it is silly. It's funny. But they also do a great job of showing how the main character, Davey, processes grief over her father's death. They normalize uh, mental health a bit here with therapy. And um, there's also just a really great love triangle in there. And I always appreciate that. But and, uh, and I just think that seeing the representation that's in that show is good for everybody. I'm not just talking. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of different types of people, different sizes, ethnicities, like everything. Like it's not just it's it's all sorts of people. So and I love that. But I don't know. Did you like season one that you watched? It was okay. It's not my thing, but you know, I appreciated it. It wasn't enough for me to like keep going with it. All right. I have a few. Uh, one is an Apple TV plus show called loot. Have you seen this? I haven't even heard of it. Okay. So it's a really fun show. It's called loot. It stars Maya Rudolph. It's a 10 episode, you know, 25, 30 minute show comedy, starring Maya Rudolph. And uh, the premise is that Adam Scott, the actor Adam Scott and her are married and he is a huge billionaire. They end up getting divorced because he cheats on her and mm-hmm. she gives him, he, he gives her $87 billion. And it oh, is her living... Yeah, and it's her living life after, right after that. And allegedly, she has a foundation charity, and she wants to get back into that. So she actually goes to work for that charity, um, and like comedy ensues with all of her surrounding characters, which are all excellent. It's really funny. It's really feel good. It's like in the vein of feel good, uh, like Ted Lasso is. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So. Uh, it's really good. So yeah, check out Loot starring Maya Rudolph. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, uh, I think the last episode premieres tonight on it. So all mm-hmm. 10 episodes will be. Um, also, I watched the first four episodes of She-Hulk Marvel. I saw that you saw that. How is it? It's good? Um, so <laughs> I wouldn't say it's great. 
So, really? So the first episode, I fucking hated so much. I hated oh. it so much. It's so bad. It's not done well. It's terrible. I hated it. And I just, it, it's wow. one of the worst things I ever saw. And oh so- my God. Yeah, it, it's oh. so it's so bad. And so I was like, I, I said to myself, I was like, man, I'm just a sadomasochist. I'm just going to fucking watch the second episode right away. Okay. And it got it got better. And the third episode got better. And the fourth episode got much better. And I think okay. they finally found their footing because it's okay. something very different in the Marvel world. Um, okay. And I think. Th- the supporting cast is way better than the main lead. Um, what's her name? Um, the girl who plays really? Hulk. Because she's awesome. She's an orphan black. Yeah, she's she's, a great she's awesome. She is not doing the character well, I don't think, at the moment. But mm. how they've done this show so far, um, I think if people can make it past that first episode, um, I th- and they make it at least to the fourth episode, I think, they're really going to like it because it plays on like a very cutesy um, mix of scrubs and Deadpool type of humor. So okay. it's very self-aware. It's very meta. You talk to the camera. They're talking about the credits and the titles. They're, you know, and it's very cutesy, funny, like scrubs was. Um, and the cameos in the show are unbelievably great. Uh, the two are the two hands down best people in the show are Wong comes back um, from Doctor Strange and somebody he meets along the way. They've kind of developed a duo and it's unbelievably good and it makes the show. Um Again, I've only seen four episodes, so hopefully it sticks with this. And I really would rather watch Wong and his new, uh, his new, not sidekick character, but new friend way more than watching She-Hulk. Because she's kind of, she's not fun to watch on screen as well, as much as her uh, co-stars are right now. And I hope they change that. Um, but a lot of people do show up and at the end of each episode, at the end of the credits, just like a Marvel movie at the end of each TV show is a, a tag stinger scene, which is always fun. But so far, I'm going to say it's recommended because it has gotten infinitely better if you can just get past this first episode, because the first episode is bad. OK, I can definitely do that. So. Um, so, yes, um, that is She-Hulk. Also, Bad Sisters on Apple TV Plus, uh, Bad Sisters is a very fun, dark comedy show set in Ireland about um, a group of sisters and their brother. Um, mm-hmm. the, the It opens up with the brother uh, brother's funeral, and then it turns out it looks like uh, the sisters killed him because he was such an asshole. Whoa. Everybody. Uh, very fun, very dark comedy, but enjoyable so far and then of course the movie that i am upset with my colleagues for not going to lal singh chada the hindu remake of forrest gump oh my goodness just i want to repeat that 
Lal Singh Chada is the Hindu big budget remake of Forrest Gump. And going into this, I was like, okay, this is either going to be awesome or this is going to be Mystery Science Theater 3000 levels of bad. And luckily, it was so good and elements of it were even better than the original Forrest Gump with Tom, Tom Hanks. Big words to say. No, I, hey, I, I I talk with people after it and they agreed with me. Like they absolutely agreed that some of the elements here were better than in the original Forrest Gump because in this movie, Jenny is more layered. She goes mm-hmm. to darker places and she's apologetic in her action. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. Also, what they did with the Lieutenant Dan character is infinitely better in Law Singh Chada. It's a good movie. It's made super well. It's beautiful. And it is, I mean, it's the same story. I think the only thing they left out of the original film was Mm -hmm. all of the uh, ping pong stuff. So none of the ping pong champion and touring was happening in this movie. But other than that, acting is good. It's great, man. And I wish like this movie is universal. I hope that every country can remake Forrest Gump because it would teach so many people about their culture, about their lives and about their history. So like, in India and the Hindu religion, I got to see like the wars, you know, from the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s that they went through. I got to see the turmoil. I got to see the good times. I got to see like the beautiful countrysides and the big cities and stuff like that. And some of their cultural differences from America, you know, which I thought was awesome. And so I really like, I didn't think about that, 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 that added element would be there. So yeah, that would be cool to see like a, Iranian version of Forrest Gump for me. Right? You know, it was really cool. It was like, you know, like even like in Forrest Gump where young Forrest teaches Elvis how to dance. Like that yeah. scene in Law Sanchata is hilariously and amazing because they get like the the famous the most famous Bollywood movie star and singer and uh-huh. he has like a certain pose. Like it was amazing. But yeah. like and like I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that. Like what are we going to do here?" And so I it's actually really good. And I hope I highly, highly, highly recommend everybody go and seeing it because even though you know what's going to happen, you know what's coming, it still gets emotional and it's still great. And, uh, you know, nothing can take you away from the original Forrest Gump. Nothing can take you away from Tom Hanks' performance. But like this, it's good. It's really good. Okay. Well, awesome. Awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy it was good. I just... Yeah, I wasn't gonna go to the screening for it. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's it's a great on the big screen because it's like it's it's like magnificent. It's like watching you know Forrest Gump with those big shots of the country and stuff like that. It really did look good, and I was sad to only see five people at the screening. Like it was wow. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, but I I will say that it like Forrest Gump, it is two hours and forty nine minutes long. It is a long oh, movie. Jeez. But that's no, how long a... that's how long Forrest Gump is. Like Lord Forrest know, Gump is a long movie. But it it's that same and it moves fast. It goes, there's never like a long lull in it. So uh yeah, it's good. They did a good job. I really liked good. it. Good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I know you were excited for it. So happy 
that it was good. <laughs> I'm happy that it was good. So yeah. yes, uh, that is no BS with Brian and Susan. Susan's all over the internet. She's on YouTube. She's on Twitter and Instagram. This Chicks Flicks, Irving Community Television. Check her out. Yep. Doing all the cool and you're you're doing you're doing a podcast with our fellow uh our fellow colleague um Matt Mungle. Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well, we have entertainment a answer, TV. right? Uh it's part of entertainment answer, but it's uh what's what's on TV. Okay. And so we just talk about TV stuff on there, just a general what we're watching. Um we, we touch on Bachelorette as well and um just uh little fun TV things. Yeah, yes, do that, do that. You'll get all the exclusive here on new no BS <laughs> with Brian and Susan. But yes, check out uh what's on TV, the, the our friend Matt Mungle, Entertainment Answer. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff over there. Um, but yeah, find Susan. She's always posting the great stuff. See her interviews and whatnot. It's good, it's great, it's grand, it's wonderful. And me and Brian Kluger type me in. You'll see it, you'll see it all. Yeah. For better or worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll be back in a week or two with the next episode of No BS with Brian and Susan. And I believe by the next time we're on, the temperature in Dallas, Texas will be significantly cooler.